Hello and welcome to the Rolls of Acquisition, a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the best of the trilogy. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, my name is Wade Bowen, and with me, as always, is James Nolan. Hey, guys. And Hugh Crawford. Hey, how are we doing? I'm doing okay. And we're talking about an episode called Sacrifice of Angels. Sacrifice of Angels, yes. This is episode six of season six. It originally aired on November 3rd, 1997. And here is the IMDb description. The Federation attacks DS9 in hopes of keeping the minefield at the wormhole intact, while the Dominion awaits entrance to the Alpha Quadrant from the other side. Yeah, this is wrapping up a whole bunch of stuff this week, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, bringing this, sh- bringing this shit into into close. We're gonna, we're gonna take <laughs> right. the storyline and shove it into the wormhole. Uh, yeah, as, no. yeah, just as satisfying an end as Return of the Jedi. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always it's always uh, it's always great when you're watching something that has a literal Deus Ex Machina in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. so you, you there didn't is like a machine, yeah, well. and there are gods in the machine, and they come in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's, yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, no, I, I, I mean, this is just good shit. This is, uh, this is good story. Characters all come to a head. Some minor quibbles, but we'll get to those. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> when are there not minor quibbles? What would we well, be we're, without we're, we're, some minor quibbles? a little hamstrung by having a character that's been broken for three episodes. So <laughs> I, right. bring, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not breaking it up. I'm not breaking. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all we've all made a pretty pretty clear case. I mean, then that, Bashir that, is broken. That, I get it. But can we lay off Bashir for a second? That Odo doesn't work anymore. And he they, probably they, never will work again. <laughs> You'll never work in this town again, Odo. He will never metaphorically work on this show. <laughs> <laughs> there might be one or two things. I, well, I mean, I might have differing feelings to the extent he doesn't work, but um, I'm not going to litigate that today. <laughs> <laughs> it is the uh, only. Star Trek thing that knowingly put in a Coen Brothers reference in it, so I will give it that. They uh, oh, they knew what they were doing with that raising Arizona joke. Yes, we'll they did. They, they intentionally did the raising Arizona bit. <laughs> oh, is that when Nog went in with some pantyhose around his head? I don't. Know. No, when he goes, "What do you reckon?" With Jim and Dar says, "What do you reckon we should do, young fella? You want us to freeze? You want us on the ground? To... I don't know. He had they had Yodas and shit on them. <laughs> that reference." <laughs> or they got more naked handle, Hal. That's the reference. He said it yourself. They got more naked handle. Uh, <laughs> my favorite moment in maybe any Cole Brothers movie ever is when she drives up in the middle in that long cold open, and she's just crying, and she goes, "I'm burned." <laughs> and it's probably it's one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh god. But speaking of cold opens, I guess we could start off with this one. Yes, uh the 45 minute catching up speaking of long things. <laughs> yes. Uh the, the previously I, on I wrote on the the untold beauty of the previously on Star Trek Deep Space 9. It goes on for like ten minutes, and they don't do that. They don't do them like that anymore. They just give you some cryptic. Yes. <laughs> so I I just recently started watching Shameless, and Shameless has a motif on their show where each the beginning of each episode 
a character from the show looks at the camera and berates you for not for needing to be caught up. <laughs> That's funny. That would have been a fine a fine thing to do in this episode. This is a part six. Yes. What do you want? What do you want us to tell you that's gonna get you caught up? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Now the conclusion. And now the conclusion. Yeah, I always appreciate when they let you know. Yeah. All right, this is the last of this serialized <laughs> bullshit. We'll get to the one-off <laughs> stuff next week and the week after that. <laughs> Oh, that was ten traitor. <laughs> Join us for the conclusion to see if he stays. Shit. Uh, yes. Uh, so yeah. So it was really, really, really long before next on or previously on. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite parts about this episode is Kira's like, "But Odo, you were broken. Why aren't you broken?" And Odo goes, "We don't have enough time to talk about that." And, look we wasted five of our 42 minutes on the previously on let's just get to it she really did just ask him but what about everything (laughs) but what about everything but Odo what about everything "Ah, forget about that forget about it (laughs) and then locks her in (laughs) right right yeah that was one of the that is that is one of my that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> it was like a payoff. <laughs> like he had this line that didn't make sense. She was like, Well, what about paradise? And he goes, I don't deserve paradise. <laughs> right. Well, I was like, clearly uh, you don't. You're, no, you're she's like, Well, what about paradise? And he's like, Paradise fucking rocks. I don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, that's but like, I rocks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was paradise. Yeah, what about Paradise? Oh, man. Don't get me started on Paradise. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like when I had uh, my appendix taken out, and I was like, morphine, oh, heroin is great, but, you know, I can't do that shit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Speaking of space heroin, uh, yeah. (laughs) It fucked up my life, yeah. Yeah, he's on a... Wait, where were we at in the chronological? Oh, man, we're all fucked up. I, I derailed it. It's my bad. We just opened up. They're at the the blockade. They're on their way to retake Deep Space Nine, and they see all the Cardassian and Minion ships in front of them, and and then it just kicks off like action packs and space fights and spa- CGI spaceships that my girlfriend saw and said, "Oh, that looks great." And I think she was being sarcastic, <laughs> but you know, it's good for its time. I actually yeah. think it holds up quite quite well. I thought it did too, and then. I was like, oh, man, I watched some Babylon 5 a year ago. This looks great. And then then I, I had all my illusions shattered by the girl in bed next to me. said, like, well, that looks stupid. I was like, oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, you know, and then Cisco's being like an, a badass captain. Oh, the Charge of the Light Brigade. That's oh, yeah, yeah. And then they do the, the volume thundered and into the mouth of hell. And I didn't write down the poem. You're welcome. They use uh, Rom as a bit of exposition. You know, the classic, what you do when you're writing a TV show is like, how do we explain this to the audience? What is going on? We'll have one character explain to the other character that's mm-hmm. what the thing is. Because, you know, they're they're poking a hole through the fleet. Like, Cisco's like, all right, everybody attack only the Cardassian ships. And and, Ra, and Nog, Nog is like, why are they doing that? And O'Brien is like, well, clearly what they're doing is they're trying to drive the Cardassians, piss them off to make them break formation so that we can poke a hole and get to Deep Space Nine. And Nog is like, oh, okay. And, and then Cisco's like, just focus <laughs> oh, geez, on your work. Rick, why would you do that, Rick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I don't know, Rick. <laughs> the second wave is not taking the bait to do it. And then Ducat is... 
cut to Ducat on Deep Space Nine, and he knows, oh, Cisco's so smart. I see what he's doing here. I see the strategy, and then uh, Wei Yun is like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd see it too. And Ducat's like, oh, well, if you see what he's doing, why don't you tell Miss Hot Thing founder Changeling over here, female Changeling? And Wei Yun is like, well, you know, I, I would never match your eloquence. <laughs> Because he doesn't know what's going on. That was a, like uh, if you. I, I want to. I, I want to see. I know what you're talking about, but I want to see if you know what you're talking. <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know what you're talking about too. Yeah. <laughs> so that. Well, well, why don't you explain it to us, just so that we're sure that you have all the ins <laughs> yeah. and outs of it? <laughs> right. Just explain it to me like I'm an idiot. Just you know, just for for, <laughs> yes. for this person's sake. And then they they leave, and Demar's like, I want to toss that changeling out in airlock, and Ducat's like, well. You know, wait till it's over because he's been and running. And he says, games. "I want to toss Aunt May out too." Demar is like, "Oh well, you know, we've got uh, Rom in the brig, but clearly Kira and her friends are part of the resistance too." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, no shit," because they won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> but yeah, that was a little bit later on when she's like, "We arrested her," and he goes, "Under what charges?" And she goes, "It doesn't matter." It was like literally, she's clearly broken like many 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 flaws right it's just you know they have guilty of what they're trying to punish her for so. <laughs> right but they've been so cloak and dagger about every i brought that up in previous podcasts yes. and they're pretty open they're, they're not very secretive about their secret organization well but, i mean considering uh, the last episode she walks in and says or two episodes she's like you have to open the door for the so that rob can deactivate the shield and like, <laughs> right and grandma's like right there so <laughs> right yeah are you going to the secret meeting they're screaming at each other <laughs> and and damar's like and she's been hanging out with zial it's like what you don't trust my daughter it's like what the fuck are you saying it's like it's like it's my it's like what are you talking what of course i don't trust your daughter and it's like but she is my Ducat sets forward that, like, my daughter, my daughter is very important to me. Okay. That may mean nothing to you, but it means everything to me. They're setting up at the beginning of the episode for what happens How at the end. How much time it had passed between this episode and last? Because Damar's face is all healed. Oh, yeah. He got fucked up at the end of the last episode, right? Uh, Cardassians have Wolverine powers. <laughs> sure. Just don't think about it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when you have gray skin, that, that brown and the blue. I mean, they've also subtly hinted that they're cold-blooded, right? Probably once or twice and then forgot about that's it. Why they, that's why they sun on rocks. Oh, right, right. You know, for sexual metaphors. And look like <laughs> s- lizard people. Yeah. Lizards and <laughs> have actual scales. Right. And that's why Tumblr gave them tails. Yeah, some, do they also regenerate? That would be kind yeah, of Yeah, but th- I don't know. I feel like they'd be tougher if they regenerated, right? I think... <laughs> they yeah, regenerate I mean, not, everybody. Not not like Wolverine, but like, you know. Like. Well, on television, everybody regenerates, you yeah. know. Back on the resistance, which beats Ooh, Wait, a- wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, nerd corner here. Uh-huh. Could you get a body type, like, get, like, 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 you go get your driver's license. Could you get, like, your body as a in the pattern buffer is like a type and if you get your leg blown off or some shit like that can you just get rematerialized with your leg right i think we can address that nerd corner in episodes later on not to spoil anything yep you can get you can get things replaced but sometimes people don't want to Oh, okay i don't remember that okay because that would be really valuable in war right <laughs> 
It sure. should be. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I don't remember all of this, but okay. Uh, the Resistance is having its regular meeting at Cork's Bar at 5 p.m. They have it on the bar, uh, mm-hmm. the, the placard outside, Resistance meeting at 5. <laughs> all the gang's all there, Zial and Jake and and Kira and Cork serving drinks. And like, we, we got to stop them shutting down the mines. And okay, if we shut down the main computer, how are we going to do that? We're going to use a bomb. And then, and then Quark is like, a bomb? What? But then, yeah, whatever. You have to get a bomb to the central core. And then Damar comes in to arrest everybody as Quark wanders off. And it's like, oh, oh, good thing to bring all your friends here in the same place for what? It's like, well, he letches out on, like, you're arrested, you're arrested. You're clearly not hiding anything. Are you, Lita? Because he's staring at her boobs because he's a creep. Back on the battlefield, they're at the ninth wave attacking the Cardassian ships, their persistence pays off with the ninth wave. They've got Galore-class destroyers or something, and then Julian Akbar is like, it's clearly a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Because <laughs> Dakota said, I'm going to let let them in and be the spider or whatever. The riders of the Klingon Roharim come in to join the fight. <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, and then back on the station again, there's a lot of cutting back and forth. Dukat's like, cock of the walk because he's gonna kill Cisco or whatever and like war is thirsty work and then Wayun is like you talk too much shut the fuck up they do over pitch Dukat's cockiness in this episode yeah, I know yeah. it's to make his come up it's gratifying but right he, he's two fist in his drinks because the mm-hmm. Vorta won't drink and oh the conqueror of the federation don't get too whatever and and then uh, Dukat's like, have you ever been diagnosed as being anhedonic? That's a great word. Yeah. No, you've used it before. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> about yourself. My, yeah. I, I, I often wonder if I sometimes get ad, like suffer from bouts of anhedonia. But yeah. Oh, and then this is where Dukat gives his kind of like treatise on, uh, you know, on Bajor, they never appreciated me. You know, a massive occupation takes constant vigilance and like Bajor like I and then Wayun's like oh because you were a shithead on Bajor he's like look I was just implementing policy I wasn't making it all right so let me talk real real quick in this recap about about how Dukat is kind of a delusional fascist and how all fascists mm-hmm. don't really aren't by nature pragmatic they often try to seem like they're employing pragmatism. Yeah. Are you are you following me here? I think I do. And I think this that this is this is one of the smarter scenes in this entire episode because it highlights mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. Uh, just his line of bullshit is clearly <laughs> it's clearly it's clearly horseshit. Right. I mean, I don't even think wait and what the, what's genius about this is that wait 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 does even like there's a difference between what the Dominion are and what. What Gold Dukat is a fascist, mm-hmm. and and Wei Yun is like a mob capo. <laughs> you know, he, he's a, he's a gangster, <laughs> so uh, yeah. that's why he smiles and smirks the fact that this guy has any sort of bullshit that he, and that you know he finds it fascinating that he he believes this shit. You know, right, right, because I mean he's like, well, you know, once we take over the uh, Federation. Resistance is going to begin at Earth, so we might as well. We're going to have to just genocide and er- eradicate the population. And Dukat is like, "What? No, we can't do that." 
A true victory is to make your enemies see they were wrong and fighting against you. That's romantic bullshit. And and when you're a straight it's gangster yeah, yeah. like the Vorta, you're like, nah, son. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's because that I think that fascism generally arises through, uh, like everything happens through power relations, but specifically through yes. understanding power like manipulations to where like like alpha dog type bullshit where right, right. I position this way to look stronger and that everything. And there is a, once you get a, a certain level of success doing that, you don't realize that you open yourself up to parody by someone who's, who's a little bit more looser on the rules of power, you know, because they, they're so, I hate using these sort of basic like internet terms, but they're so alpha that, uh, right. they're, you're, they're, 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 they're living and dying by their BDE and they don't, <laughs> they don't sort of understand that, that that's also a weakness because you can be like puffed up idiot and not like confidence gets you really far, but the, risk of confidence is that you don't properly calibrate the risk that you're taking and then you get yourself out you know you get yourself over your skis right and a, a more practical enemy to that can really can really use that and manipulate that right and i think that that's what like you know like that Cisco, I mean, Ducat, yeah. It would be nice if all of this culminated in some sort of clever action from the characters on the show, but <laughs> well, everything that happens, everything that happens to aid Cisco happens uh, like Cisco's victories is assured in the end by the God of the Machine, of course. But mm-hmm. it's also played, right, but- you know, uh, Gold Ducat's hubris plays a huge part because he allows him through that mm-hmm. line when he right. yeah. destroyed him. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's also like the I think a part of the thing about behind a lot of fascists and that power dynamic that they get is like it as Ducat especially, and it's even betrayed in the line he gives in a second. Like he's, it's also it's I'm better than the the my superiority is a given. It's it's either genetic or divine right, mm-hmm. or it's it's just it's a stat state of being, and I'm clearly better, and that's why I'm going to win. So there's no question about it you know and that and is, he says and that is why that he is a source of his confidence and that's why he's rose from he's come from nothing like eight times already on the show to rise to a major power right so exactly like it's p- given him positive feedback right and you know he's like my biggest disappointment is yeah my biggest disappointment is that the, the bajorans never appreciated what i did for them they didn't even give me a statue and cisco i respect the guy he's a smart guy but is the one thing that he gets wrong even he neglects to give me respect but you know what <laughs> because i know because i'm a nazi and i know i'm superior he says like history will prove me right that's like an ingrained belief that he has that it that he's destined to win because of it. Yeah, but I think that that's where it's unbelievable because these kinds of like character traits just don't manifest themselves in the leaders that we see in the world today. <laughs> sure. No, I mean it is a little far fetched, <laughs> isn't it? This, uh, he, yeah. he he doesn't show me enough. For, like he doesn't even like me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, I'm gonna send out such a big long tweet. I mean, it's not like, oh, hey, that's a great idea for a Twitter thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ducat is a is a Trump thing. Oh, that yeah. is that's been done. That but been done. but yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
history will prove me right. He says that much, you know. There's so much fake news besetting to God. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like all that stuff. There's a lot to like in this. I'm going to, I mean, like, I guess that I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to act ambivalent. I just wished all of this stuff culminated in something t- like that affected uh, affected by the story. Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, the, the call that Cisco makes is a suicide call. It's the it's the Thelma and Louise defiant over the rocks of, you know, it's a suicide call. Right, he right. makes a suicide run. He doesn't have a plan at the end. And only through... Nothing works. Well, I mean, Rom, at, Rom tries yeah. to shut down the... Shut down the main computer. He well, fails. He doesn't do it in time. The mines go down. And the best he could do... Like, well, I guess I could just de- deactivate their weapons. Right. Well, I mean, and that ends up, like, playing a very important role in their success. I mean, it's it's because they're trying... Oh, yeah. Rom did stuff. It's just Cisco didn't. Well, not really not really success. It plays a big role in, like, he doesn't get shot by DS9. He gets shot by the, as far as Rom knows, you know, yeah. 2,000 2, ships right, right. in the, well, the wormhole. Yeah. Like, it's either way you cut it is... That's my point. Either way you cut it, it's a suicide run. Right, right. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, what they're trying to do is they're trying to raise... The, I mean, I don't... I appreciated, like, as far as, like, raising the tension and having people's thwarted but it's not know. but it i didn't have a problem with the deuce ex monachina because i saw it was like but it takes the pressure when we're talking about ducat showing his failings it takes the air out of that balloon because this his downfall isn't based on the failings that he shows right because he because well, he did he loses yeah. by I mean, dumb luck and cisco wins it, by dumb luck and then that, yeah that, that's the no problem. but well there's some there's a there's an extent there's little things that do count to his like him Trusting his daughter when his daughter ends up playing a hand in uh, his downfall. The most oddly comical scene ever. Right. Well, we'll get there too. But yeah, no, I mean, well, we could revisit yeah, it now. It was, I mean, we're talking about the we're talking about the most problematic part of the of, of this episode. Well, story wise, problematic, not like socially or politically. Well, but. I mean, I don't find it the the Deus Ex Machina. I don't find I see. I mean, I don't see it as problematic as you guys do as a use of Deus Ex Machina. I think you can use that that you know the the God Machine. I just like to see my characters work for something for six episodes and have it come to fruition. Not not they did. Yeah, everything they do has an effect. It's not totally you know. It, it, they don't. They fail, but what the little things that they accomplish do contribute towards the victory. They're just not the ultimate. Everything yeah. still gets thwarted, but they do make some process at small steps. I mean, when Cisco goes into that wormhole, I mean, you get Cisco in a position to make a suicide drive into the wormhole. I mean, maybe it could have been even affected by Cisco saying, uh, "Fuck, I got this relationship with these god fuckers." Like maybe I maybe I need to go like pay Pull, them a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, like that, take it to yeah. Set a course for the wormhole. It's time for me to play my emissary card. Like I have one yes. last card to play. And <laughs> he, it, that's even not do even, that. So that's right. not even his plan. His no, plan is just right. fuck it. Like plan isn't just fuck it. I'm gonna suicide. It, it was. It's, fuck it. it was. At that it's, point, it's, it was fuck well, it. no, but but it's it's the same thing. It's like the Lord of the Rings. You know, it's everything in hopelessness. The best you can do when you're you have. The righteous goals, like sometimes you might even, even 
you know that you might fail, but you have to give everything that you can towards this noble goal. And he's given it. Yeah, and, but that's what I mean. I think we're, that's a distinction without a difference. I'm saying that that's a fuck. I'm saying a Lord of the Rings with the let's ride ride with me, Aragorn. I think that's a fuck it call too. It is too, but I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's a fuck it call. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I'm yeah I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying it's not wrong too. I mean that's you know, but I'm saying it's. There's something to be said for even against all odds when you know that, and even if it doesn't work, you know that you're dying for the right thing. You know, there's, there's something to be said. But that's for that. not what I wanted him to. I don't want him to die for the right thing after watching this six episode arc. Well, and like, that's where the God <laughs> Machine comes in. Yeah, I want him to. I wanted to smart his. I wanted to brain his way into it, or will his way. Well, into he, it. he brained as much as he could, but yeah. And there's I mean, another problem with. There's another problem for me with the wormhole aliens fixing everything at the end. Is that I find the wormhole alien scenes incredibly tedious to get through. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't. I don't care. I. I do not care for the wormhole aliens as a thing. And I, I don't really have an exact... I well, don't that's have good, a, Hugh, because they go away. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... I don't mind them as much, but I understand... I, I can't I can't fault anybody for not liking that. Right. Like, <laughs> the person I was watching this with, she's like, oh, this is dumb, <laughs> with the wormhole. I, I, I yeah. do like what... Uh, so. I guess I do like the opportunity they bring up story-wise they allow stories to be told with people how they live with their contradictions between science and religion right but that's not even the point of them in this show i don't think instead it's about duty it's about like doing you know yeah they're they're used poorly i know it's a hobby horse of mine but that you need to like sort of um not be creative with your consequences but be real with the consequences of what you've just done and what the characters that you put in these situations have just witnessed like why didn't they were like the crew just what the fuck why can't they not shut up about it in the next episode i mean like could you imagine if that fucking happened oh, literally jesus christ has not didn't do anything as like awe-inspiring miracle as that and 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 no one is and no one right. is affected well, that by that kind what of happens. runs into the wall of what of syndication and serialization yeah, I mean that's 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 totally valid. But I mean, next episode we we should talk about the that. how they that's, don't talk about this. I mean, that's that's <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly we should talk about how they don't talk about it because I mean that's just I'm coming just up that, against head headbutting against syndication versus serialization. No, and, I'm saying in this episode, like O'Brien isn't fucking gobsmacked. Like, well, they don't like, like they they don't have time to. Yeah, I mean, sure. I guess I'm saying I'm, I guess I'm saying it was a six episode series and this was the ending and the resolution of it. If you're going to tell me that they didn't have time to let it sink in, then maybe they not telling stories right. Come on, James. They had all this Odo stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking but, of like, I can't. I mean, I'm just saying that, like, why? Why didn't, like, I don't know, why didn't fucking O'Brien just fall to his fucking knees? Or or Rom, because he's young and impressionable. Uh, knock, knock. Like, that was a goddamn fucking miracle. And it happened visually. It wasn't like, uh, uh, there could be other explanations for it. It was that Cisco no, commanded I mean, the wormhole aliens to annihilate and Smoke these motherfuckers, yeah. Yeah, and like deep de existence, like they they ripe them from existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it's like watching the Thanos thing. It's the Thanos thing. So like, why? Right, 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 right. I don't know. And everybody was just like, whoo, yeah. skipped on that. Like, 
slip from another cape and how do these dude boys do it? Like, and that was just, and I was right. like, yeah, yeah. It's a little big. It was a little, it was a little big, guys. Maybe you should talk about that. Right. But like it's like I said, they had all this time. They have this Odo scene to talk about where he's like, like I, I made a joke and when we were first starting off, it, they, they really do have like a Return of the Jedi, Vader and Luke. Like your friends are doomed. <laughs> These people used to be my friends, and they're fighting and dying now. Like they're solids. You're better than them. Don't worry about Get it. Reach for your bajor. Remember, I gave you clarity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I gave you clarity. It's like yeah, I know, but but it's Kira, isn't it? It's it's like don't let emotions cloud your connection yeah, to the force with me. like i couldn't permit it mm. uh, and then he's like well you know it'll change once we uh, convict kira and kill her and what kill her for what it's like oh, it doesn't matter it'll be fine once she's found guilty and we execute her and, and again another dumb fucking thing to do in the situation so it's like is she as dumb as ducat too because she was like oh oh you're motivated by your love of this woman well we're gonna fucking smoke her oh is oh that has adverse effects to my plan me telling you that made it made you make a decision against me who could see that coming she doesn't understand she's like a solid love i guess because she's like well you know you've seen what the link's like and once this is over with this is just an impediment this kira hang up that you have and now we're gonna get out of the way and then you'll be good you know it's fine and he's like no that's impossible you know he has this and <laughs> the show does do a very good job of convincing us that the only thing that odo gives anything about is kira at all so, I mean, out of any, there's no, I mean, so that's, that, that scans what she's saying. Right. That's the main thing. He said, he also says, my friends are out there fighting and dying. He's not talking about Kira, but Kira is what pulls him over to actually, you know, he says, used to be my friends. I'm still in love with Kira, but yeah. you know, he's willing to, he's willing to sell everybody else. They're all fake friends on his Facebook page. They talk, they don't, they don't like his posts. They cut back to the space battle again they've lost f shields and the cloaking system's fried and yeah that's when the klingons come in uh then they only have three hours to before the mines go down ducat even says like you were talking about before let cisco do a suicide mission and then uh quark is cut then it cuts to a scene where Qu quark grabs y'all and says don't scream baby doll and <laughs> you know how to make <laughs> Has yeah, souffle. Like, that was a weird. The weird. They couldn't the get joke. a grasp on the the, the tone, tone of those those scenes. The whole quirk Zial caper uh, is uh, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, the Hesperate there is to get the guy to lower his head so that she can narc him, trank him, and then they go into. It's a bait and switch from the classic, you know, like oh, there's definitely a file in that cake, mm -hmm. and like, well, you know. Quirk's smarter than that, so he's like, oh, I'm going to make him think there's a file in the cake, and then we're going to hypospray him. There you go. And, you know, that's it's tone-wise a little weird, but at least it's better than just there's a file and in the so, cake. So then they go into the to the cell, holding cell, by two Jim'Hadar soldiers who we've taught fear no death. Yeah. Because any death for the founders is glory. <laughs> right. And then they hold them as hostage? Like, any fucking Jemadar is going to, like, fucking give a shit? Right. He's got his two-gun uh, Ferengi disruptor or whatever, and, like, don't... 
And then this is where they do the raising Arizona scene. Like, <laughs> well, which is it, young feller? You want ice and freeze or get down on the ground? <laughs> and then at least they don't get on the ground. The Jim Dart, if you want to be uh, gracious, you can sell it off as one. They're making a dumb Arizo- raising Arizona joke. That's a great mm-hmm. movie. I love that joke. But anyways, you could sell it as them being slow. And they're like, what the fuck is this Ferengi doing? Because once they figure it out, they start to shoot. And then Quark kills them real fast, and then he's in shock the whole time, which is also kind of, it, tone-wise, the whole scene's weird, but it makes sense for Quark to be in shock after actually firing off and actually offing two dudes, you know? I thought the, I thought the scene was absolutely stupid. <laughs> I, uh, I, oh, it, I'm not saying that it's not dumb. I'm just saying it makes sense for it him to be... It was weird. I, I don't think it even had... I think that even typed up on the page, it could... it. It was fine. Yeah, I think how it was shot and acted was weird. I, 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 it could have been clink. It should have been Cardassian or Bajoran troops. I know that that was after the Odo and the Bajor Force Five rejoined. Yeah, but it, it should have been a non Jim Hadar because, like the. The Jimadar, you're right. That yeah, the Jimadar set sense. up a, a whole. You know, they have an ideology and a worldview, and like a like that is antithetical to anything that would have put them in that position. That's why they're made that way. It's because they have no self-concern and no lack of for their own safety. Yeah. And that's what, I, yeah. That would have been, that's an easy fix that I didn't even think of because I, I did even think like, really, these Jim Hadars got smoked pretty easily for yeah. the bad assassins in the galaxy. And it's because they were you know? stalled because a Ferengi was holding a gun on them. And I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, Zial and they get they mm. blast him and get out and then cut back to the Odo and the founder and she's like look into your heart you know it to be true and he's like uh and then she goes off because shit's getting foobarred and Odo tells her I'll just stay in my room okay and then yeah Kira and Rom are having another Star Wars pew pew laser fight scene in a in a cargo bay and could he have ter- could he have telegraphed more to 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 Salome Jen I'm about to tear it on you. Like, <laughs> not really. Like, like he was. Uh, you want to go with me? No. And do you want to blink with me? No. All right, I'll leave you alone in this room and assume everything <laughs> right. will go to plan. There are those Bajoran phaser fire, and then yeah, of course it's Odo coming in to finally do the right thing after six episodes of being a fucking doofus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cut the line where Kira says, "Look at this dumb fucking cunt thinking this is going to be enough to get back at my good graces." <laughs> <laughs> right, sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and then that link was paradise. We talked about that. Um, that was well. What about that? Just, that's that's seriously some of my favorite scenes. <laughs> that just like the whole thing. It's like, what about the link? Oh, the fucking link was great. Love it. <laughs> I, I I am shit. I do not even deserve. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You don't even know. You don't know. I'm such shit. I only deserve to hang out with you. That's the how. link is one of those places where you. you it's a really amazing place to visit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everybody is so hot at the link, but I'm <laughs> I'm a, I'm a four. I I probably should be with you, Kira. <laughs> yes. And then so he lets uh, Rom and Kira get in to shut down the Odeon couplers or whatever to deactivate the thing to disable the the weapons array because they can't shut down the mine the geometric laser to shut down the mines but they can shut down the weapons to keep them from 
blowing up the mines, and then he does it, but it's done. It's too late. I do like that. I like that turn, but then I just want to... It does force me to point out that Odo does not redeem his actions. His actions from the previous episodes have now actually fucked things up. It's official. <laughs> right. But he tried really hard, James. He All right. tried. Here's the, thing about, here's the thing about Odo. When he comes in to save the day, he's still not the special man. He's the man who is barely just doing what's expected of him in the first place. Yes. He's, <laughs> right, he's right. Like, too, too little, too late. Well, not too little, too late. Just like you did the bare minimum. By saving us, it's it's like he when, didn't, I mean it, I guess he saved her from the shootout in the kick, so that was something he did. But but like, he was doing his job, like he just did his job competently. Right. He, he didn't do he didn't do anything special, is what I'm saying. Right. Well, he was he's an asshole, and he was on the wrong side. And then he finally says, "Oh yeah, I'm on the wrong side. I'll be on the good side again." And like, well, gee, thanks, asshole. What about those other five people that just sat in there with their thumbs up their dicks, waiting for Odo to like get out of the goo pile? Like, you could have did something, you <laughs> dumb fuckers. Like, aren't you? They aren't don't you move. the second in command right, of the Bajoran security force? Yeah, they don't. They don't make a move without without Odo. Without, without yeah. their Odo. Too late. They blow up. They d- take out the weapons array, the weapons on the station, but not until the mines are destroyed. And then, like you said. Uh, Cisco goes and says, "Well, fuck it, we'll go into the wormhole." But I did like that Miles <laughs> O'Brien when they're like, "Let's go into the wormhole." <laughs> he says, "Like, what the hell?" Yeah. I think he's, that was the line. He says, "What the hell?" <laughs> he's like, "Wait, wait a minute, what? I got a wife and kid, man. What are you doing?" Well, and then Garrick is like, "How's that poem in?" He's like, oh, you don't want to know." And why didn't anyone say, "Oh, clearly Cisco's going into the wormhole because he has a previous relationship with these aliens that control <laughs> the wormhole?" <laughs> right. All right. Let's like let's let's go for a hail mary. Talk to your found yeah. your prophets. Talk to right. Your fan club, yeah, like, Cisco. But they try to shoot the defiant before it goes in, but the weapons are offline. So, so the one thing that they did. So they didn't stop the mines blowing up, but they did do something to help save the day, just not the way they wanted, by not getting the Defiant blown up by the station. Yeah. It turns out Rom is pretty damn cool. And then we get the big founder scene in the wormhole when they're waiting to just be one ship against a whole armada or whatever. Jesus. You are the Cisco. And then it's... They punished him by giving him real estate restrictions, which was was an interesting thing that gods do. (laughs) Right, right. Knowing what I know, I'm not trying to spoil, you know, later revelations, but it feels like maybe they have some of the... Cisco revelations plotted out at this point. Oh, the stuff with the game. Just because all the stuff they tell him about why why they need to keep him alive and stuff, and why he might be in so important to them, makes I don't know if they knew what they decided later yet, but like, because he's like, there are you are the Cisco. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm the Cisco. Fuck off. Just like the baseball analogy is the other thing that. Is nice because that's from the episode one. With the game, stuff? how they experience linear time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and they're like, "You want to end the game?" And like, "What's the game? My life." It's like, "No, you are the Cisco." And it's like, "All right, fine." I do, I do love how uh, every time it's from every episode where Cisco has interact with the his acting is so pitched. It's so I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> Can you? He's yeah, very, it's the he, best and worst thing about it. He him. gets super enunciative, <laughs> and like I love all. Of, oh my god, I love yes. it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite stuff in Star. I've sacrificed my life and my crew. my favorite stuff in all Star okay. Trek. Period. Keep that con shit. Give me, give me enunciating Cisco to the <laughs> talk, 
shouting at the the cast of Deep Space Nine in a in whatever filter and amber filter they put on. Like I love that. Oh, I love it forever. The Cisco is belligerent, aggressive, and adversarial. It's like, and then we get to like like Martok shouting at Worf's kid, and it's like, you have no right to interfere <laughs> with my life. We have every right. <laughs> so. Again, what do they know about later? Anyways, the Dominion reinforcements are coming in. You got to stop them. It's like, that is a corporeal matter. But you are of Bajor. And it's like, you told me you were Bajor too, you sons of bitches. So fuck off. You want to be gods? Then be gods. You know, he says, Bajor needs a miracle. You know, be gods. Show that you're real gods. You told the Bajorans that you wanted to be their gods or whatever. So stop those Stop these shits. Give us a miracle. And then they're like, the Cisco is intrusive. It tries to control the game. It must pay a penance. And then we get the, you are of Bajor, but he is of Bajor, but he will find no rest there. Uh, yeah, your paw will follow another path. And then he asks for a miracle, and he gets one. They all disappear. The, you know, O'Brien, they're like, oh, they cloaked the ships. Like, well, we're not reading any neutrino levels, and... Cisco's like, well, I don't think they're coming back. And they just go, yeah, yeah, that 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 was normal. No, two was it two hundred or was it twenty eight hundred? Oh no, it was a lot. No, it was it was a whole fleet. Two hundred ships are how many Federation ships take over the station, I guess, that break through the blockade. I do like how, uh, matter of fact, the Vorta where it was like, well, I gotta go pack. We gotta go pack our suitcases, guys. All right, <laughs> time to get the fuck out. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting thing to me about space flights and blockades. Outer space is three dimensional. If you have ships that are lined up in a line, couldn't you just point everything down and just go underneath them? I mean, yeah. like you could go like just you point could. your ship down I mean, and go warp ten for like ten minutes, right? And then straighten back up, and then right. Space is pretty huge. You, you can find mm. your ways around things. Mm. Right. I thought that, that in the was it the Phantom Menace where they have to run that silver ship through the through the donut racist alien like blockade, right? And they have to, they're just running through the ships, and you're just kind of like, now I know that I, I guess that you could if you wanted to techno babble your way out of it that you position for blockade you position ships in a way where they have omnidirectional targeting so it's more like instead of setting up a right. line blockade like they would on an ocean they set up a grid there you go that's the best way that, to do it that everything right. that's everything's like, in a zone like you're shit. in that yeah. ship 17c zone but I, they don't i mean you don't ever visually see that right well the other thing with the the blockade they just need to be able to stop the fleet in time for anyone to get to the wormhole to, before they blow up the minefield, right? Mm. Their so, goal was to get there before the mine... was to attack them before the minefield was open. Right. So, I mean, I guess... I mean, if we're going to nerd corner our way out of it, if they set up enough of a, a blockade to where they can't get around... And, but that's a shit ton of shit if you can travel at warp speed, so you're yeah. right, too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we may not have... We may not have space battle uh, all... That's what we need a space force. We need like a like an Annapolis <laughs> yeah. for these kinds of <laughs> problems. <laughs> right. well, I don't want to derail it too much, but at, really right. at the end we get the whole Zial shit played out, right? <laughs> I forgot about her. Don't forget right. about yeah. that. We finally get to close the chapter on Zial. Yeah, Wayun, Wayun is like, pack your bags, get the fuck out. <sighs> yeah, and then Ducat is like, wah, I was going to win. And, <laughs> and then Damar is like, fuck it. Fuck your daughter, and he's like, "What? No!" And then 
Ducat gets all Sally Fields and I'm mm. not without my daughter. I'm not leaving. Even though I've left her multiple times before yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, they set up at the uh, beginning of, as, as an episode, not as a series because it's inconsistent across episodes. But at the beginning of this episode, Ducat does state, my daughter is everything to me. It means everything to me. And at the end of this episode, he's unwilling to leave without her. So within this episode, I see what they're doing. But yeah, across episodes, things falls apart, right? Sure. Uh, so I was at a, uh, before the scene, I was like at a six on Damar as a, as a favorite character. There was a lot of, like, we've had good times with Damar. But I mean, you know, we've had limited times with Damar. But he shot up to like mm-hmm. an eight. After when scene. he smoked off the all. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was like, thank right. you, buddy. Because well, then he is like, ah, oh, Zial, I can't quit you, daddy, and I can't quit you either, daughter. And, you know, come home with Cardassia. And then before she gets smoked by Damar, Marco Lemo is actually pretty good in this scene, mm-hmm. even given what he's to work with. Because it's almost like he all he does seem to forgive her. Before he says, I forgive you, I forgive you, over and over again. Because she's like, Dad, I'm not going with you. And he steps back and he's about to say okay and let her go. And then that's when Damar kills her. Was she the angel that was sacrificed? She, she was the angel, yeah. Who knows where this yeah, title comes from? Yeah. No, she, yeah, she was too pure for this world. <laughs> no, I was thinking maybe like a, like a, she confesses and it's like a Mr. White and Mr. Orange at the end of Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> oh, that would have been nice. When she goes, I, I got to tell you something, Dad. I'm a spy. I'm a spy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. See you I forgive you. <laughs> right. I'm a cop, Dad. I'm a cop. And he just kind of grunts. She does kind of do that. <laughs> and then you hear Damar come off and go, put down yeah. the gun. <laughs> that would have been pretty sweet, actually. Because she tells him I helped, and, and he's like, oh, okay, shit. Yeah. He forgives her, and then she gets smoked, and then, then we have him break down. And, and I think he does okay. I think he should have killed her. I mean, I like that Damar killed her. Don't get me wrong. But um, oh, I, I, I firmly disagree. I definitely think it, it should have been Demar. Right. Because the whole the whole thing the whole trajectory yeah. of both of these Demar of Demar and Good Ducat is that uh, Demar is ascendant, like mm-hmm. and and the Gul Gul Ducat's on, on his way down. Right. The Gul Ducat really needs a win. He really needed this. <laughs> he needed a W. Right. Like yes. for his political career, he yeah, really yes, needed yes. this. Oh, so you think it was Dukar? But but don't they play it as Dukar is excising Ducat's last weakness? It's not like him taking this like golden opportunity. Well, to put Ducat later away. on they might play it that. In this episode, not knowing what happens later on, because I feel like mm. they kind of shift. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly. For me, like almost this whole. That's why almost the scene almost was fairly powerful for me, but it wasn't overall. But the idea that like we've had this trajectory of if this if this were the way that they were going with it and they were selling it really well, it would have been really great to me if we've been selling this trajectory of Ducat as a, as a guy that we all like and almost redeems himself, but he's not redeemable because he's a space Nazi and he he's actually duplicitous and everything and he's he's charismatic and that's why. We almost want to like him, but he's not. But then in this last moment, he almost does. He almost does redeem himself and forgive his daughter for turning on him and being everything. And then 
in that moment of forgiveness where he's about to change as a character, that's when she dies and that's what breaks him. And and he's can't come back from that for whatever reason. He starts off that would have been that could have been an amazing kind of thing in a different kind of television. But I don't remember how they go from here with Ducat. Well, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have some interesting. He becomes He's definitely broken he at comes, this episode. He goes from being the uh the, the the from being the two-faced Batman villain to being another maybe more popular Batman villain. We have the blood wine scene. Oh, we'll yeah. drink it together. That's satisfying. That you know, he cuz Cisco's the first one on and then Julian and Miles are like Straight to the Battle of Britain and jack off in the hollow suite. The scene was, yep, everything is back to normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Odo pops out and like, like, uh, yeah, he's uh, still, he's yeah. like, it's like in his mind, it's uh, that still feeling it song or feeling it still song is <laughs> playing in his head and he's just like bopping. And uh, I. I don't know. Yeah. I'm mind boggled by that. Uh, it, it, I'm really gobsmacked <laughs> right. by it, but okay. Uh, it's there. And <laughs> Garrett, yeah. Garrett comes oh, back yes, in this. to see Zial die. And, like, and then Kira's like, she really loved you, you know? And Garrett is like, yeah. I could never figure out exactly why she loved me. I was like, yeah, me too. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just want to point out that, <laughs> that uh, Himmler, uh, Bimmler, not Himmler. <laughs> We're talking. I got Nazis on the brain. I was like, "Are we talking about Nazis uh, again?" Bimler, Hans Bimler, uh, says that that uh, closed one of the strongest love stories that DS Nine had. <laughs> I just, I just feel Derek like I have to. Y'all? I just feel like I have to defend my my previous position that there was a that you were supposed to think okay. that there was a a, a requited love uh, story here. <laughs> I mean, I'll believe you that Belmer thought that's what we were supposed to think, but... All right, I'll take his word for it. I mean, I just watched it, and I didn't feel any power or love, but... <laughs> and they even almost sort of give, like, a tip service to that, but yes. Yeah, and then Ducat's cowering in the corner because his mind has been broken by the death of his daughter, I <laughs> my guess. Sister, my daughter, like, my sister, my sister, my sister, my sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter. <laughs> Leave it. I don't know. This is this is Cardassian town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I forgive you. I forgive you, Zial. And then he looks at Cisco. And he's like, I forgive you too. And then he gives him the baseball back. End of episode. The baseball. Everybody. So yeah. this was like. I mean, this was. You take it from the finale of season five, all the way through here. And you like my my ultimate accounting of this was how awesome it started. Uh huh. And then just the accumulation of bad decisions just made it a big. I don't like. I got like. Yep. like I think that. I think that they're playing on like they're doing all the stuff that like they were doing earlier that I liked. This is the kind of show I like with big, you know, big space battles and triumphant, you know, people with people of willpower, willing. And then it's just it's like all of this baggage. And at the end, it was like, well, this was all a fucking mess. Like <laughs> this was just like I. I mean, it's it, yeah. I don't think it's awful, but yeah, it's not. It's not the height of Deep Space Nine. It just it, yeah, yeah. It, it, everything about it from the third episode on was just decreasing my hype mm-hmm. because it was immediately they get themselves into a tough situation and then they start like building the pathway back to normalcy, and that. You know, so like their goal from episode four on is that episodes four, five through six through 20 don't have to make reference to this shit. 
you know, and that, yeah. And spoiler alert, that's exactly what fucking happens. So, like, it's it's immediately, it's just, it's, yeah. if you're watching it out of order, so you know what's going yeah. on, they gotta start from status quo every time. Yeah, and that's yeah, so, classic TV, right? So it, it was just ultimately really, really like all the the thrilling stuff they did was just kind of like petered out, and that was disappointing. They had to fight hard enough to get serialization, so I guess they got these six episodes and said. All right, go back to the basic shit. Okay, fine. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're, I mean, it's just one of those things where if you're gonna do something, do it all the way. You know, what's the? This did feel like a collection of half half measures. It did. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think that's the, that's half... our that that's our problem. Right. With, with of it. of course, you want to mm-hmm. go all the way, but it's, but yeah, it's sort of exactly. amazing that they got to do it in the first place. But we should be amazed that they they were even able to do it in the you know in the first place. Mm-hmm. True. Right. On a Star Trek show, like, which is, Star Trek is Star Trek. This is how you do it. Listen to what Berman did with, and that's what we're going to do. I was like, well, let's do something different. Uh, well, no. Fine. We got Voyager now. Do your shit so over I, here. I, I don't really know, like, when you start, I know it's a space adventure battle, and to talk harp too much over theme or anything like that is, is it's probably missing the point of why they, you know what? What what got them like excited in the in the writers' room? But it does. It ended up like we don't know anything of about Cisco that we didn't already know. We don't know any. You know, there's not like maybe Jake, but like ever like nobody changes except for inexplicably a love story is formed out of the dumbest. Well, we're not there yet. Let's wait till the closet next week. Thing, out of the dumbest soil, but. <laughs> But like that, that's sort of the only thing that you can really say came out of this, other than like I guess Ducat changed. I yeah, Ducat changes. Uh, I'd argue. I mean, there's some like mystery box shit that happens in the wormhole. If you know what happens later about like why is Cisco so important? Yeah, but even that was like robbed the. The character of growth. I mean, that that, that at that moment, that Rob Cisco. Yeah, I get that they go. I mean, I know they go other places and they go interesting places, but in that moment, you it is a it, and they got a lot of they got a good deal of backlash for the Deuce do it Deus ex oh, machina. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sure they did. So, yeah. especially with its god shit, because Star Trek fans hate that kind of. Religious and that would bullshit. be fine. Like I, I guess that I guess they're they're doing god shit, but like that's one of the things is like, what the fuck? Like he has a whole crew of people who literally own their lives to because Cisco commanded a miracle. Like that's got to fuck yeah, with people. They do gloss over it. And, and so, yeah. like if you pulled two episodes later in the middle of the next episode and just pulled O'Brien aside and said, "What the fuck did you witness? What's he going to say?" Right, and they don't talk about it at all. Yeah. You're right. That's a pretty big because he's got to explain it away. Be, he's that either would be go- a whole season. Yes, that would be a whole season of Battlestar Galactica right there. <laughs> yeah. And know? it would, but that's my ultimately my thing on this is that even I still think that they can make like even if you try to, I understand that you got to go back to status quo, and I understand that you got to build these sort of ropes. Whenever you go too far, it's like my kid learning to like. Go right, outside right. the house without watch. You know, you do these little things. You gotta, you gotta like shorten the rope. I understand that syndication gives them a short leash on these things, but it just seems that you should at least, even in, even if it's ultimately unsatisfying, 
to an extent, you need to like acknowledge like the the the, the ramifications of the consequences of the actions of the shows. But that's me. So <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But again, it's like 19. You know, they're for the time it was still. This is their first. It's not their first like arc, but this is first like this is a six episode serialized arc they're trying to, to try it's out. Not, but it's not totally. It's not totally that no, hard. No, it's not because you could have had. No, it's not because it's because they weren't allowed to. I mean, but it still was a big deal for them to do this. No, much, I'm yeah. saying that even in this episode, you could have taken cut some fucking bullshit from earlier. And uh, like, I, as much as I love the way you stuff, but maybe skim over some of that and just have a minute where Bashir and O'Brien are talking to themselves about what the fuck they actually experienced, and maybe give a couple of perspectives right, right. over. But it. all they are is, yeah, yeah. So that that would be yeah, an interesting I mean, thing. That's my only sort of issue. Um, you could make the escape scene like two seconds long and still yes, tell the story. Yeah. Like you didn't. Like yeah, we had. Yeah. We had some weird tonal weirdness in the middle of this. Of this, mm-hmm. yeah, it it wasn't a tight forty. For as big as the miracle is, you should have spent because they 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 got to the end. They had all this stuff they wanted to do before the miracle, and then they just rushed through it. Like you said, it's a pretty big deal, but they, you know, they kind of gloss mm-hmm. over it. And, and it's not like it's it. it's yeah. the. I mean, it's not like they drop it. So you are planting seeds for future stories. It would just be nice to know what like the people that are involved in this stuff know and feel about. It. Right, right. Like, there are space friends too, and they had you know O'Brien had an experience with a celestial being. Right, you right. know, I'd like to know how we how he's responding to it. So anyway, they just all accept it. I guess mm-hmm. that's what we're led. Not because nobody says otherwise. But yeah, all right, all right. Now, where do you guys, where do you guys want to be on your rewatch meter for this? I mean, it's still going to be pretty high. I, I'll put it in an eight, like I did the last three, because I'll watch all these. Because you know, I'm not going to watch the last episode and not watch this one because it carries straight into it. So for the most part, I try to like watch you know these episodes twice. And the first time I watched it, I was in my righteous indignation a couple weeks ago over the Odo thing. Mm-hmm. So I blew through and I was like, well, how does this motherfucker end? Because I'm just so full of piss and oh, vinegar. Fuck this bullshit. So I watched God. it and I, it seemed like, I mean, outside of my Odo irritations and all of those things, like it did seem that, like the other stories were like, oh, okay, it doesn't seem that. And then I watched the second time and I was bored and the flaws were so like sort of evident and so and maybe that maybe you know it's four day weekend when we recording this maybe i'm just maybe that you know who knows why i'm bored you never know why you're bored sure sure but i was pretty i was relatively bored watching it and i think because it's all built around the shock of the reveal it's you know it's the Shyamalan problem i'm i i'm, I'm gonna give this a five i don't i mean there's beats to it i really like oh wow yeah i'm at so, a five too I'm pretty underwhelmed with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I might be underwhelmed, but I'm still gonna watch it with the last one. That's oh so no. The I mean, I'm underwhelmed with the whole arc. Yeah, that's what. But that that's what mm-hmm. bothers mm-hmm. me is that I was really looking forward to this particular part of of the series, and it yeah. bum, like it bummed me out how much I did not enjoy it. Yeah, right. I think I guess I knew that. Like I forgot about. I forgot about how it wrapped up. That's my point. Yeah. Is that like I did? Well, I mean, I like I knew I knew that going forward, we were looking forward to the Dominion War so much and everything. But then part of me also knew that season six and seven weren't going to be masterful. Like season five mm-hmm. 
they might not be as good as season five because there's a there's stuff that people complain about enough. There is a hard like, well, there's a hardcore flaw going forward, and I mean it. it and yeah. it is. I watched the next three episodes, and you feel it. Uh, also, um, there is just a general problem of doing these kinds of episodes and then going back to shenanigans. <laughs> yes, and we like, do. Oh, we definitely right, go back right, to right. shenanigans. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, we've got some shenanigan episodes coming up where we we and, and directly rip off uh, better movies and stories. <laughs> well, yeah, classic yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Copy and paste and yeah. paste them onto our Ferengis. Yes, yes. there are. There uh, are. Yes, and there are. I mean, the, the episode two two episodes from now. I just like I, like I. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what like, you're talking. Yeah, like I had like a. It was like a, it was like a, it was like when you drink like a shit flavored barium drink. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it was like the first time I drank kombucha. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this, guys? Did you just did you hippies just give me piss? <laughs> well, <there's, laughs> is there shit in my mouth from drinking this? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, like, there are. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right. I thought I would be in a different. I mean, maybe the shock of it all is I thought I would be in a different place at this point in the podcast than where I'm at. So yeah, well, I think I think I'm where I thought because there's still like arguably some of the greatest Star Trek episodes to ever happen, no doubt. But <laughs> even even like, but as far as serialized art television, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna be mind-blowing what's interesting to me is that it was doing this kind of stuff yeah before the wave hit you know but it never really it's, it's never going to be like the sopranos or anything you know so, yeah so what do you, I'm, I'm what do you guys want to guess what the good people of imdb think of this oh uh, yeah um i'm gonna say that they probably put it above a five uh i'm gonna put last one was like an 8.6 right yeah what was last one so you can tell us that right you um yeah it was 8.6 he he remembered correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say an eight point three. I'll say an eight point six. This has got one thousand and twelve votes. It's an eight point nine, guys. People Holy shit. Yeah, people are here for it. Y'all sold me on the faults when I thought it was well, I thought it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> don't allow our downerness to no. I don't think uh, I yeah. think that it wraps it does it just it's a lot of in game and sometimes some parts of the rides weren't that fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're having a good time, but like, except for one thing, and then like, you know, it is a, it's a strange feeling at the end of this episode, and then the next episode continues the strange feeling, and I just know that, so I don't know how to separate that, but um. Um, yeah. Well, the next—it's a wedding episode. Next episode. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking the, the like. Don't try to read my opinion. I know that the fans are going to read my opinions of what the next episode is. That you know, but it is a the effect of it being just the next episode. It's a big episode, but like it's yeah. the, the, it's situation normal on the station is a bit of a down. The war's not over though. That's what kills me. Is that this yes. war's not over yet? <laughs> right, and then everybody's like flying around and let's bring our wives and like you know it's just kind of like what the f- like I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just a weird time has passed. The normalcy has returned apparently. Yeah, but we'll get into you that, that next time week. when there was a two ba- like you know there was a little bit of time between the Battle of the Bulge and like Gaston and and the war felt like it wasn't going on. <laughs> 
Like, you know. <laughs> right. No, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, that, I mean, that's fine. They, they <laughs> we got, got a Star Trek shit to do. We can't have a war happening all the time. Yeah. Even if a war is happening, we got Star Trek shit to do, uh, I guess. There is a big wedding next episode. There is a... Uh, James uh, gets a new boner jam next week, so good stuff. No, Burrell's in two weeks, Felix. Uh, 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 I think, I think <laughs> yeah, two weeks is Burrell. Yeah, I think you're wrong. You're, right? You miscalculated there with your boner jam. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks from now, we get Mirror Universe Burrell. I just got to yes. tell you, keep your heads up, guys. Any more thoughts before we outro this bad boy? Uh, I think I'm... Nope. All right. Do you want to tell people how they could help us out? No. <laughs> No, but I will anyways. No, actually, I do. Uh, yeah, but if you want to uh, support us, that's that's the best way to help us out. Also, you'll get other stuff and get to listen to our mellifluous voices on uh, assorted other topics other than Star Trek. You can go to the uh, Kickers of Elves Patreon at patreon.com slash kickers of elves. And, uh, you know... We got stuff over there. Do that. Do all the other things every other podcast wants you to do, like tell your friends, rate and review us, do on all your favorite apps and whatnot. But also another way that if you want to be part of be part of the conversation, like everybody says, I guess we have a good way of doing that. Give us a call because yes, we have a feedback hotline where we like to hear from everybody. We love to hear from new people, especially. Uh, we love the old people, too, but we love the new people more. But give us a call at 917-408-3898 and let us know what you think about what we think and what you think about Star Trek and anything else you want to talk to us about. 917-408-3898. Well, that's, uh, that wraps it up for another episode of The Rules of Acquisition. Uh, we hope that you come back next week as we talk about wedding bells uh, for Wade, James, and myself. We're going to be out. <laughs>